further waves will occur. Um, some will actually be quite severe or disruptive and we need to be ready for them. But we do need to have more longer term sustained approaches and, and capacity building so that we're not uh, in crisis mode all the time. All righty, there you go. In um, about the last week, I'd say, definitely a shift in narrative as far as, you know, we got politicians and the medical officers of health like Dr. Tam saying, I think we have to start living with this thing, you know, getting back to some kind of normal. And Dr. Tam on Friday was pretty clear that, you know, existing health policies, including uh, things like the provincial vaccine passports or mandates, all need to be reexamined because... It's clear now that Canada and the rest of the world are going to be dealing with this virus for years to come, and the vaccines help, but they aren't a cure-all. Now, whether this is a change in narrative because it's clear that Canadians are absolutely done with this thing in the last couple of years, or that those in charge are finally admitting that uh, their cure is worse than the disease. Either way, I think they have huge support of getting out of this thing, but we need an exit strategy. And that's not what we're hearing from anyone in charge. So what would the exit strategy look like? What does it need to look like? What should we be hearing from those in charge? Urban Student is a policy strategist. He's also the policy of the Institute for 21st Century. And he's written about this in Canada Science and Policy Committee to exit this pandemic. He joins us now. Good to have you. Morning, Alex. Is it my imagination or is there a particular tone change that you have noticed in the last uh, two weeks or so? There's definitely a tone change, but we're behind in Canada, as we have been through much of the pandemic. Uh, the good news is for uh, for our exit strategy is that a good number of advanced jurisdictions around the world have declared an exit in their own way. Uh, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Singapore, even Israel um, are all exiting or have exited. And so there's great context and energy for us to exit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if any of them in charge know how to do it, because I think some of them think that if they admit to this, that, um, you know, they'll be caught in their own game of politics. But the bottom line is we need a clear and cohesive strategy, whether that's done by the medical officers of health or the politicians, I don't know. But they need to get on the same page and give clarity to people on what's going to happen, because right now it's just this mishmash of policies, none of them backed by data, and, and, and people are extraordinarily frustrated. Well, before we get to the data, you're, you're right, Alex, um, there, there is a lot of frustration and there's a lot of muddle. Uh, to be clear, we need a, a strategy, but the strategy must be policy-driven, politically driven, mm-hmm. because the policy mm-hmm. makers are the are decision makers. Science inputs into that. Science is not the decision maker. So on this committee we've put together, just launched called the Canada Science and Policy Committee Takes of the Pandemic, we put together leading policy thinkers and, and strategists and scientists and doctors, literally from all over the country, to map out an exit strategy that is urgent and imminent. If I just quickly can go through some of the, the key points, because we'll have a national uh, release of, of parts of that strategy next next week, along with a, a national press conference, the strategy must be across all the systems in crisis. So obviously, this is a pandemic, but if I may, for for your distinguished mm-hmm. listeners, we actually have six or seven crises of system in the, in the country caused by the pandemic. There's 
public health generally, there's education catastrophe, there's the economy, there's national institutions, there's national unity, there's the social fabric, which is unwinding, and there's the international bit. All of those require an exit at the same time, and the pandemic over time becomes the minor of our strategy. So where you hear a narrative shift, it's because people are understanding all of these other systems are in deep catastrophic state, they're disintegrating. So the pandemic by now is the minor of our of our issues. We've got to exit that, but we've got to put energy into the other bits. So there are two parts. One is the negative part. We remove restrictions urgently. So the vaccine bit, uh, that must be stopped across the country on the passport side, on the mandates. They serve no purpose other than pro forma ritual or some legacy bits that need to be unwound. That was clearly articulated by Dr. Moore when he said there's no residual uh, benefit in terms of transmission and infection. We need, when he says we need to re-examine, he is signaling that that must end. We're now in the net harm scenario in, in some vaccination scenarios because we're poking some people who don't need it and in some cases mm-hmm. we're injuring. The masks, social distancing, all of that is the negative bit that, that must be unwound urgently. But the positive bit is that even if we got rid of those restrictions, Alex, we wouldn't be in 2019 mode because of the catastrophes in the system. So if you removed all restrictions in schools, we'd still have 200,000 kids across the country not in any school. We'd still have mm-hmm. huge learning lags. If you removed it from business, the businesses would still not be in business. There would be no business to which to return. So you need the negative part urgently and then a, and a sustainable strategy, as Dr. Tam says, to feed energy into all those catastrophic um, crises of system. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear by now that none of the recommendations uh, outlined in SARS out of all the commissions and inquiries and all those things back in, you know, after 2003 were not implemented. And we're paying the price for, I think, it dearly now. But so much of this, Irvin, over the last uh, two years, we've seen a lot of politicization of uh, and weaponizing of policies that play to one particular base or another, but they don't work for the Canadian people. And when you're in a crisis, you have to have uh, leadership that benefits the country and the people. And we just haven't had that. And and so a lot more damage, I think, has been done than needed to be done. Uh, To your point on education, we've heard no conversation on learning loss, how that's going to be tackled. That conversation should have been happening a year and a half ago. Uh, So we're far behind on that. Um, Small businesses on their knees, uh, you know, they don't know what their plan forward is. There's so many areas where I don't even know where you'd find a starting point. Well, we've got the starting point. We've got a lot of the content. We will be revealing a lot of it next week. I should say the country is huge, so the pandemic experience is different from region to region. What was experienced in the three territories of the north, which are the size of the European Union, is different from British Columbia and is very different from the Maritimes and and central Ontario, Quebec and Ontario. Between themselves have had uh, very intense pandemics and, and different types of catastrophes. So we need the whole country. We need expertise from different areas. I should say it's not follow the science as we do in the slogan. It's science feeding into public policy because it's not a science research project. It's not the virus is in charge for the next hundred years. We've got other fish to fry. The pandemic becomes the minor crisis uh, in our intellectual framework urgently. And then we have all these these systems crises that we need to remedy. And the reason we need to exit urgently, uh, Alex, so that everyone understands outside of Twitter, the country will disintegrate if we don't fix these crises. That's what happens if you let crises at this scale and this size of country simmer. Uh, you are absolutely yeah. right about the quality of leadership. It's been extremely poor across the professions, across the levels of government, across the parties. We need to raise the level and then become a serious country uh, as we survive this crisis because the next ones will be much more severe.
Yeah, we uh, have other challenges coming our way. We've got inflation coming away. There's so many other issues that are also coming in and geopolitical factors. In your mind, uh, Irvin, what are we looking at as a recovery um, out of this thing? Well, How I, many years? I, I, I want to, uh, well, the, the country the country keeps ticking over, but what I want to say is that uh, we can still be a major country this century coming out of this pandemic. I want to say that in the next month or two, one of the key constituents uh, or, or, or demographics to exit the, the pandemic must be the young people. They've suffered most. Yeah. They must be untrammeled in their schooling, their plays, their singing. We must hear them, and we'll have things to say next week about that, including uh, announcing a national walk for youth across the country. We want to see tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of our young people singing and cheering in their teams. That will help us all understand the pandemic is over. It's the minor of our crises, that we have rhythm back in our daily lives, smile, cheer, and we will dream again about the future. We must un unleash them, and that will allow us to exit psychologically in, in all the other areas. But it's going to require huge work. Let me just say the work is done in the physical space, not on Zoom, not on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Part yeah. of it will require the civil services of the country to immediately return to their offices, doctors to return in person, yeah. stu all students in university and elementary schools to return in person, the pandemic is is solved in person. It is not in the virtual space where the country disintegrates. Yeah, absolutely. That I, I tend to agree on you at, with on that. All right. Appreciate you talking on this. We'll continue to talk to you and um, appreciate the insight. Thanks, Irvin. Talk to you again. Have a good day. Ed Irvin, uh, student, has been following this and, and putting out ideas and uh, coming up with solutions that he sees need to happen.